on, Chuckleheads. I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Megan Brooks, class of 2018. Um, I'm really just going to let Megan tell the story because I feel like I tell you guys too much anyways in the beginning. You guys know how this works. She's going to tell her story. I'm going to do KJ, and KJ's going to tell you about his stuff. Harry's going to tell you about his stuff. Uh, but, Megan, go ahead. Tell your story. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Megan Brooks, class of 2018, as we clarified just moments ago. Uh, Megan, thank you for being here. There's your tea. Thank you. Uh, we're going to do this like we do it every week. Megan's going to tell us how she got to Bethany, uh, why she chose Bethany, what she did while she was here. We'll probably take a break. Come back. Carlos, stop. Yeah. That's it, yep. Yeah. Start over. You were, uh, you were halfway cut off. Yeah, that's how I was looking at it, yeah. <laughs> one, more, one more time, rewind. This, the struggles. <laughs> no, my worry now is that we've recorded three times and that fucking microphone's going to be a little cut. I'm going to tell you right now, I'll throw you out the fucking window. <laughs> You're getting replaced. I'm buying you a new microphone. Getting replaced anyways, bitch. Yeah. Get your little red light. Thinking you're fancy and shit. Causing me all these fucking problems. Just start. Fucking well, I had to wait till it got to a minute. I figure that's an easier time. I'm just waiting for the timer to tell me we're at a minute. Okay. We got three minutes right now. We're at 258 to three minutes. Alright. <clears throat> Five, four, three, two, one. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. Take 77. Uh, my guest this week is Megan Brooks, class of 2018. Megan, thank you for joining me. Thank you. Uh, we're going to do this like we do it every week. You're going to tell us why you got, how you got here, how you found Bethany, which, I mean, it's really not a, for me, it's not a hard serve, they don't know. Um, why you came to Bethany, what you did while you were here, a couple, you know, academics, social life, kind of whatever else you want to tell us. Um... Take a break, come back, comps, and what you're doing now. Awesome. All right. So, Edison High School. Yes. Up there in Ohio. Yeah. Right? Because it's up the way. Yeah. Right? Tell us, how did you end up here at Bethany? So, um, I had no idea uh, that Bethany existed uh, for the longest time. Um, actually, one of my friends from high school came here, um, Kyle Minger. So Kyle was running track and he was like, you should come up, you should tour. Um, so I was like, you know what, like, fine. Looking into colleges, they had, it was um, a D3 school. So I was like, I could play soccer if I wanted to, because I had only played four years before previously coming here. Um, and they had friends in chemistry, which piqued my interest. Okay. So I came and I toured, Pete gave me my tour, absolutely fell in love with the campus. Um, I came when it was snowing. <laughs> So it was a super cold tour. Um, but it's still a beautiful place. Beautiful. One when there's snow on the ground. I mean. Yes. So fell in love with the campus, like begged my mom, was like, we can do it. Like, I want to go here. Like, this is my top choice. So I had only applied to three schools and I got my two accepted letters and then I was just waiting on Bethany's, <laughs> like waiting at the mailbox. And I finally got it. And I was pumped. I was like. Now, what were the other two schools? Um, I applied to Akron and I applied to Muskingum. 
And what's up? Why? I mean, Bethany, obviously your top choice, but what was the reason for those two schools? Honestly, just because I need to schools. Okay. Yeah, there wasn't anything like Muskingum was kind of like the soccer aspect of it because mm -hmm. I was like, it's D3. still D3. It's still D3. I could go there. Um, but honestly, like once I toured Bethany, it was, it was over for everywhere else. So you didn't get recruited for soccer. No. But you just, you get the acceptance letter, come to Bethany. You come here, mm -hmm. walk. You go talk to Pete since he's the one that gave you your tour? Or... So, like, on my application, it said something about, like, interested in sports. And I clicked, of course, soccer and track because that's what I did in high school. And then Pete got a hold of me. He did my tour. Like, I set up my tour with him. So I don't, like, want to say, like, I wasn't recruited, but I wasn't recruited. Okay. <laughs> um, so I did the tour with Pete. We decided that I was going to play soccer. Um, I actually came up, I think, two more times before like my actual soccer mm -hmm. start date. And I spent the night with some of the soccer girls, which like Michelle Pod, Lexis Dabney, um, Mads and Shy came up and saw them, stayed with them, went to some classes with them. It was actually mm -hmm. like super interesting and super cool. I thought that was like really. The fact that, I mean, yeah, that's a, so you basically audited classes before you Yes. Were, that's a cool, um, that's a definitely a different way to take a look at a college yeah it was it was really cool i sat in like in some of the chem classes because that was what my major was going to be in um a lot of the soccer girls were in chem so i was like this is cool so that was like something that also piqued my interest was like i got to see some of the teachers and the the class aspect before um i actually fully committed even though this was your yeah. <laughs> So you you come to Bethany, you decide you declare your major as forensic chemistry, mm -hmm. and uh, talk about the transition between you know high school and that first year of, of college classes and um, being on your own. And... <laughs> it's it's definitely interesting, um, especially because like my thought of college was like buses and driving everywhere. Bethany is a walking campus, so. Mm -hmm. But it was great because I came from a smaller high school and Bethany is a smaller um, college. So like you still kind of got that like one-on-one -on -one from your teachers, which was great. Um, I think the definitely the worst part was 8 a.m. classes. Like you don't have your parents that are like waking you up like, you gotta get on the bus. And, uh, no, no. So you, so you missed a couple of those. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. Well, if, I don't want to say it was definitely on purpose. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want to go. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, okay. All right. So we decided not to go to we say decided, that. We decided. We decided. Yes. We made an adult decision yes. and faced whatever was. And I mean, like, that's the thing about college is you can make those adult decisions. You don't have um, your How'd that work out for the GPA? And actually, I did. Right. Not surprisingly. But I also got taken out of that class because um, my high school messed up and I actually already had credits for that class. So, so you wasted time in that class. <laughs> yes. All right, so let's talk about <laughs> soccer. So you, you play soccer your freshman and sophomore nope. year. Nope, no, just freshman. Just freshman. Just freshman. So um, let's go through that season and again, you know, the difference between high school and college and then the decision to walk away. Um, so I loved playing soccer here. Um, the team was great for the most part. Like we had a lot of fun together. Um, it's definitely a lot more intense. You mm -hmm. have more practices, you have longer practices and you have harder practices. Like you have to commit a lot more time to 
playing soccer in college than you would in high school. Um, and it was definitely, I don't want to say a struggle for me, but I think harder for me because a lot of the girls that I was playing with had been playing since they were in okay. yeah. And my first experience with playing soccer was my freshman year of high school. So I started out like... Behind the eight ball technique. Yeah. So it was like, I felt like I was trying to work a little bit harder, mm -hmm. um, but I loved playing. Um, it's definitely, even if you're like D3, D1, you still have to commit a lot of time and effort into playing the sport that you want to do. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely worth it. Like I, there's times that I regret walking away from soccer, but I think it was the best decision that I made at that point in time for the reason that I made it. So the reason I decided to walk away was my second semester of college. I wasn't doing too well in my GPA. Huh? Um, I just wasn't like happy. And I just felt like soccer was taking a lot of the time that I could be spending on myself and spending on school. And it was my own fault really because I could have balanced it, but it wasn't something that like soccer I didn't see as a priority at that time. Mm -hmm. My priority was getting my grades up. So that's okay. what I wanted to focus on. So you, you step away from soccer after your freshman year mm -hmm. and you fill that void in the uh, social aspect with Greek life. Yep, I joined Zeta. Um, it was a, definitely a hard decision for me to make because going through recruitment was so much fun. <laughs> um, was Greek life on your radar when you came to college? No, okay. not at all. <laughs> Just saying if I can keep the tally, keep running on all the Greeks that I've had here that say that. So. It I think we're up to like six or seven. It definitely was not. Like I never, and I never saw myself as a sorority girl, mm -hmm. but I guess I was like kind of basing it off the, you know, like TV. <laughs> Bethany, not like that. No, not at all. Um, but I joined Zeta. I had a lot of fun with the girls. Mm -hmm. um, Greek week was one of like some of the best memories I had within Greek um, Greek life until you know that yeah. disappeared and yeah. um, but it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed hanging out with the girls. Um, I met a lot of new people. We got when, to hang out with the fraternities. You seem like you were about to tell a story about going through recruitment. Oh yeah, like so. Why was it such a struggle? Going through recruitment. No, or the, the choice. Well, just because like. I had, so like my choices, I was like stuck between Zeta and FIMU. Okay. And I knew a lot of girls in FIMU because of soccer. Mm -hmm. And I honestly think that's the reason I didn't really lean more toward FIMU because I was meeting new people in Zeta and hanging out with them a little bit more. And um, so it was, it was really hard because I enjoyed going to literally all the houses actually. Like it was a lot of fun meeting new people everybody was like super nice and welcoming which is really common at bethany yeah like <laughs> yeah especially with it being as small as it is yeah you, like you every, see everybody every day yeah everybody knows everybody so it was just a lot of fun um i actually went through a recruitment because one of my freshman um roommates heinerman <laughs> was like megan you're going with me so i was like sure <laughs> How many stories have started, anybody that's watching can say that Heinerman started a story with, hey, you're coming with me. <laughs> she was good at that. She was very good at that. Um, but so I went with her through recruit with her. I made a lot of new friends um, just going through recruitment. It was interesting, though, because we went through recruitment my like the, the beginning, mm -hmm. it wasn't um, the second semester that we had, it was just the beginning. So after that, everything changed. So 
I don't know if we would have had it later on if I would have made a different decision. But so you you make the decision to go Zeta. You said your your end of your first semester first first year did you wanted to change because it wasn't end, it didn't end very strong. Yeah. Academically, uh, do you stay in forensic science or forensic chemistry? Throughout, is there a major change there? Yes. So I think at the end of my sophomore year, which was a little, little uh, crazy nice. on my part. Yeah. <laughs> um, the end of my sophomore, I um, I changed my major to social work. Um, I was doing terribly, 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 terribly in um, calculus. <laughs> And that's like kind of what moved my decision a little bit. I can see where calculus can run anybody <laughs> off. I, I've never had a calculus class in my life. No. It was not fun. I imagine not. Um, but I changed it to social work. Kathy Furby. Yes. And um, Melanie Sinclair. Mm -hmm. And they did awesome with me. Um, I did my first, like, I guess, intro placement that summer. Mm -hmm. um, did a couple courses independently with myself to catch yourself up yes or so that you could still graduate on top yes okay so um they were awesome with helping with me, me with that kind of thing um and then once we got to my junior year i was able to mix in with everybody else mm -hmm. and um get back on track so that was that was awesome they worked with me super well with, to get me caught up so i could graduate on time and i actually ended up taking my comps in january and being done after so yeah. I didn't have to come back to my second semester. So that was something I was super surprised about. <laughs> well, and you brought up comps. That's, this is a good place to stop. We're going to send it to KJ. Um, we'll come back. We'll talk about comping in January and the stresses that come with comps. I believe the comp, January compers just happened. Um, but I'm going to send it to KJ, Karen Dunn uh, with Maple Shades Outdoors. He's also an alumni of Bethany. He's also an alumni of the alumni tour. I guess all you guys are double alumni now. It's, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, KJ, Maple Shades Outdoor. Follow him on Instagram. Like and subscribe the YouTube page. They got new content going up. Um, but go ahead, KJ. Take it away. What's going on, everybody? This is Kieran Dunn, founder of Maple Shade Outdoors. You're currently watching Dingo Talk with my man, Carlo. If you're anything like me and you're really enjoying this content, you should like and subscribe his page. While you're on YouTube, you should probably just head over and like and subscribe Maple Shade Outdoors. Check out our page. Enjoy some videos and some outdoor content. You might as well hop on Instagram, Facebook, follow us, Maple Shade Outdoors. Now that's enough about me. I'm trying to get back and watch the rest of Dingo Talk. So I'll talk to y'all later. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Megan Brooks, class of 2018. Megan left off about talking, or you you left off, we were talking about comps. Yes. We're not going to go there yet. Let's go through, <laughs> you, you brought up a story you wanted to tell, working for the football team. Oh, yeah. So there you go. That's a, you had a very long run as the football team manager. Yes, so, yes. so once, um, once soccer ended, um, I was talking to Coach Upton, and... I don't even, I can't even tell you how it really came about, but I just started working for the football team, went to every practice, traveled to all the games with them. Um, I would say like that, that was one of the best things that I think I made a decision to do at Bethany. I always had fun. Um, well, you got to see kind of the, the rise and fall a little bit when, yes. when they, they hit their peak on the 
Um, well, you were there for Garvey's first year, mm -hmm. and then the year that they go to the bowl game, mm -hmm. and then the next, you know, I mean, and that's the unfortunate thing for for that is you got to see kind of the guys that Garve that were seniors when Garve came in, but he he had been there as the offensive coordinator. And you got to see guys when you graduated that he had just recruited mm -hmm. that were now going to be like the next year they were going to be seniors. Yeah. So, um, well, let's talk about it. I mean, so you were here for camp. You yep. were here for spring ball. Yeah. Those aren't easy practices. <laughs> all right? of it. The the early practices, the late practices. Early bus rides, late bus yeah, rides. All of it. Every Free pizza, though. I mean, you, oh, got, yeah. you got a whole pizza in oh, yourself, yeah. which was nice. That was great. That was. I think that was probably some of the highlights, was getting on the bus with the whole thing of pizza. Mm -hmm. And it was great because we got to pick the pizza before the boys came out. Absolutely. <laughs> You're not going to get anything if you leave it to them. <laughs> The group of animals that just played a football yeah. game. They're coming out for some of them guys were grabbing two, three boxes at a time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd no, no, no. I'm just grabbing them for other people. Yeah. Uh -huh. You, you, and you. Exactly. And it's like, I think some of the, like, the bus rides, though, could smell a little bit, you know, on the way back. Yeah, well, there's a shock. They were supposed to shower, but who says that they did? Um, but it was a lot of fun. I got to see, like, the boys play. Um, especially like in their highs, like I'm sitting, standing pretty much on the box that we have all the equipment on. So like I'm watching everybody and I think that's from like, field level. Yeah. I mean, it's, I have it's, it's college football. Seating. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's division three college football. It was a very, especially during that time, it was a very competitive league. Yes. Every game was, you know, there were, there were highs during the game. There were lows during those games. Yeah. And, I remember, um, I think it was, I don't remember what game it was, but. There was a Hail Mary coming on, and we were all, I'm on top of that box, and I'm jumping up and down, and I'm screaming. I think we, Ashley Borsch was on the box with me, and I think I had Shay on the box with me. So, mind you, this box isn't very big. No, it's not very big. And you box. have three women standing on top of it, screaming, jumping up and down. And as long as you um, balance your guys yourselves, <laughs> I guess if one was in the middle and two were, like, angled in the really, front, I guess it would work. I really think we were just, like, on top of each other. Just, like, we were so excited because we were about to win this game. And it was just like, I don't know, we were just hyped for it. But So you were on the sideline for the WNJ game. Yes. The WNJ win here. Mm -hmm. So let's take that, tell us that story from your perspective. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty, that's an impressive game. That's a historical game for the Bethany football program. Yeah, the, any, any WNJ game, any WNJ game was intense from mm -hmm. all sides. Um, you know, the boys are always talking on the field, like, we got to do this better. Like, so you can hear the fans, you can hear the boys, you hear the coaches. So, like, we have all of this, like, noise going around. And it's just, like, it's always high intensity during those games. Because I think the year previous, we were at WJ. Lost on a two-point conversion. Yeah, we were so close, so close. And um, the boys were so hyped for that game. Mm -hmm. And Garvey was excited for it. Like, Coach Upton was excited for it. They were all just, like... So I think that brought a little more intensity into the next WJ game. Um, so it was just, I think any, like I said, any WJ game was always just like high intensity with anybody, with soccer, with like, you know, not soccer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. WJ, Thomas Moore. There yeah. Was, there was a couple of good. Yeah. Everybody got kind of, you got to, you get up for it. It's mm -hmm. a, it's a game that, you know, you're, you're, you need to be there yeah. from start to finish. Um, so you comped in January. Yes. Let's walk uh, walk us through that. Um, so you change your major as a sophomore. 
right? of sophomore year, yes. End of your sophomore year going into your junior year, you mm -hmm. get yourself caught up. How do you manage to comp in January and not come back? And then we'll talk about comps. Um, so luckily in high school, I had a lot of college credits. That was a blessing that I got. So that's how I ended up like not having to come back. Mm -hmm. um, Cores were kind of eliminated. There. Yes, pretty much. Um, so it was like I did my 50 hour placements. Mm -hmm. um, those I did with adults and older adults because my whole thing was I wanted to work with kids. I think that was my biggest thing. It was like, I like the kids. I like working with the kid, um, the kids. So that's when I did my 500 hour placement. Mm -hmm. I did that at, um, actually the Jordan's home of Wheeling. Um, and that was so much fun. I learned a lot of things that like, I didn't know from those kids. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was, that was super cool. I really liked the hands-on aspect of it. I did a lot of things. I went to courts. I, um, those kids were a little intense, so I did some like things where I, I had to like. I had to like pull some kids out of rooms because other kids weren't like. Mm -hmm. So it was like like it was a lot. There was a lot that I had to learn there. That was um, it was great. I got to do some like admin things there. So um, they were really great about if I said, "Can I do something?" They were like, "We'll get it in before you then do your placement." I think it was definitely a struggle having to wake up, drive there, come back. Um, we had class once a week, so you mm -hmm. have class, your homework, then all the stuff that you have to do for your placement, which is like competencies. Yeah. And, um, you you're actually to... doing the job. You're yes. Not, you're, it's not like you're going to placement and writing a paper about it. You're yeah. doing the job. Yeah, you're, you're in the in it with them. Um, I get to do arts and crafts sometimes with the kids. Um, That's some of the fun about working security. Okay. Sometimes I get to work in schools and I yeah. dunk on little kids because they got the hoops set low. Just mash on a little kid real It makes your self-esteem go up till you realize they're seven and you're 29. And what are you doing with your life we kind were, of thing? But hey. I had to play basketball in uh, my placement once the boys were like, Megan, come out and play with me, like play with us. And I was like, how'd that go? I'm not, no. No? no? All right. All right. They no, were like, no. For all of you out there, if you're looking for a three-on-three -three partner or a two-on-two -two partner, Megan's not the person to call. No. If you're in, if you're in the Bergenstown area, don't call Megan to play basketball. Funny because he was like, I'll teach you. So like I had this like ten year old boy, like, I'll show you how to shoot. I'm like, honey, I'm not no. <laughs> so you get to I guess we, we, we left the first week of December was when everybody went home for Christmas break, yes. right? You come back from Thanksgiving one of those weeks you're or we're out of it. I think it's the first or the second. Uh so you get that whole time of study, then you come back for mm -hmm. a week, right? before everybody else, mm -hmm. or during J term at the time. Yeah. Uh, was that an advantage for you? Not having as many people, not having any distractions, it being a little colder? Yeah, I think, um, so I did a lot of studying from home mm -hmm. because I was already pretty much moved off campus. I didn't really have like a room to stay in here. So I would drive up every once in a while and come study with the group. So it was nice to study with a group and it was a nice to be able to study on my own. So I had the little like- You got a balance. Yeah, so okay. it was great. Um, my group for comps was great. We all studied super great together. Um, everybody was very helpful with everyone. Um, so I think when it came like leading up to comps was like, you get a little more like nervous. You're like, do I know everything? Do I remember everything? Like Friday comes, I... you don't know anything. Yes. Saturday <laughs> comes, you don't care. 
Sunday comes and you're like, well, maybe I'll study. Oh, I shouldn't study because I'm not going to know anything anyways. Yep. And then you open the folder Monday. You open your folder Monday. How'd you feel? Um, Pretty good. I did a quick scan of like what I could. Mm -hmm. um, the room was like so hot. <laughs> Weimer, not a fun time. No. So you're sitting in there and like you have all like everybody that you have around you and you're just like, like, I want to look around, but I know, like, I can't look around even though nobody around you is taking the same comp as you. <laughs> um, but I opened it and I was just like, okay, I'm feeling okay about this. Um, got done with the first, like, sesh of it. Went to lunch. You, of course, you group with everybody that... <laughs> Second session on the first day, nobody does... Everybody thinks you did, you did terribly on Yes. There's one section out of that grouping that you probably didn't do your best on. Yes. It's your tougher of your classes. Mm -hmm um you go to you go home i i always thought tuesday was the hardest just because you, you gotta wake up and go do it again mm -hmm. but it's only a half a day and then the yeah. rest of the time you're like all right Good. now i gotta get the orals yep um so your second day you was that a specialty day for you guys like like for me and calm it was a special like that was what you were focused on in the but your three tests are all different branches of your major or yeah so um I'm trying to like remember exactly, but I think the second day we had a lot of writing, okay. like a big like essay mm -hmm. type thing. So it was a lot of writing. It was a lot of like trying to remember things that like you need to incorporate into this writing. So I'm like trying to think of like terms because I was like, I know if I use this term, They're then gonna like cool. I'm going to get like bonus points. So you're like just racking your brain through everything that you just did yesterday and that you were trying to focus on the day before and focus on during um, your studies. Mm -hmm. So that was intense. And then of course, once you're done, you're like, and yeah, then, that, that Tuesday feeling is a whole—it's a different yeah. beast. It's not as great as the feeling of walking out. Yeah. Which I guess we're gonna come to now. Yes. <laughs> that Tuesday feeling—it was especially with the green circle still being there. Or were you one of the no, new bison? No, nope, it was. That's the right. Green circles there. Green circle. I mean, yeah. it's a, you saw that thing and we're like, I'm close. <laughs> I'm close to touching you. Yeah. So I'm gonna stand right like, there. I'm going to do a. Angel, <laughs> snow angel on you. <laughs> um, so were you a Wednesday oral, Thursday, or Friday? I was one of the last ones. So I think I was either, either Thursday or Friday. I don't think we had that many. Yeah, I don't think there was a... I know there wasn't... You weren't. You guys weren't Saturdays. They had eliminated mm -hmm. those. Mm -mm. So it had to be you heavy Friday. Like what, Friday afternoon? I No, I went in the morning. Me, oh, I think it was okay. like... Me, Andrea, and Stacy were like the last three that were going on. So we, um, luckily, Kathy Furby sent you like an email and you're just like, oh, this is something you need to look These are the things you should work on. And I'm like, okay. So I'm going over those. And I actually had um, the head men's soccer coach in all my orals that year. And I was like, Oh, thank goodness. I was so happy because, like... Was that Sean? Yeah. Sean Regan? Yeah. Why was Sean Regan on your comps? <laughs> no idea. But when I saw he was on my comps, I was just like... Oh, I need somebody <laughs> out there from old Bethany to tell me how they picked the random person. Because I was always told it was somebody that you had that had nothing to do with your major. But I have talked to a lot of people here in the past year, and... Their third person on comps does not line up with anybody they have. You played soccer, but for the women's program, how was Sean... Uh, I'm sorry, he, I'm getting off track. I think he actually... So, he was Did one you of, have him for a class? He, I had him for... Um, 
we had those classes our freshman year that we had to do. Freshman Sam? Yes. He that's was, not a class. <laughs> that's a, what do you mean? He, he was attendance. Yeah, he did my freshman Sam. I don't know. We played like it, I was. It was like conflict and resolution, and we played. Um, we we had a snowball fight in this class, so maybe that's why I, he was on mine, just because I had him for like. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to move on. So you walk into Orals. Um, how did you do? How did it go? How um, did you feel? I was nervous, definitely okay. nervous. Um, but luckily, like, you get really close to the professors. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, like I said, I had Sean, so I was like comfortable like talking in front of him because I was like, you knew good. him, and yeah, it, it, was, there's a relationship there. Yeah. So I walked in. Um, they asked me a couple of questions. I answered what I could. Talked about my placement. Went over um, like this little portfolio that we have to make for our comps. Mm -hmm. Went over that, um, and I walked out, and I felt pretty good. Um, so, of course, you know, like, they send you out of the room while they're... While they're talking about it. Yeah, like, how did Megan do? And I'm which like, is which is the most <laughs> nerve-wracking thing to you find yes. out that, that oral comps are only worth 10% of your your whole grade. So if you failed, you already failed. Yeah, and I wanted to, like, I really wanted to go, like, put my ear against the door. But I was like, I'm just standing out there, um... I forget, somebody walked by and I saw them. So it was like, they talked to me for a little bit and I was like, that kind of eased my nerves yeah. a little bit. So it was like- Distract you from yeah. what yeah. And then they pulled me back in and they were like, you passed. And of course, like, you know, you you breathe like sigh of relief, even though you're like- Out. Out. <laughs> and then um, of course it was January. So like, when you do it later on in like the May, you have a lot more people because everybody's in school. Mm -hmm. When you walk out, there's a whole bunch of people there. They're screaming, they're yelling. It's um, you proceed out a good time. Yeah, it's overall it's like it's so much fun. Um, because you like walk out and you see like all of your friends out mm -hmm. there, they're whistling, they're yelling. Um my favorite though is being on the other side of it. I I'm guess. sure. Every, I think everybody's favorite <laughs> is being you know, if you're a freshman or a sophomore of Bethany watching this, yeah, go to comps, enjoy it. It's great being on the other side. Let me tell you, walk out that door. It's not it's not fun until you see the other side of the door. Yes. Also, just to piggyback on that whole third thing, they gave me the librarian. Heather Rusciutti, <laughs> wonderful woman. Never met her in the whole time I was at Bethany. Oh, Have geez. no idea how she ended up on my comms board. But, I, was, um, I was really hoping I would get Ken, because I had Ken for art. <laughs> I had Ken. You, they could have gone with Ken Morgan, Stephen Corelli, who I had seven or eight classes with. You know, there were people. I was here for an extended stay. There were a lot to pick from. What do they give me? Librarian who asks me, what did you use the library for? You guys had a really nice DVD collection. And upstairs was a really great place if you needed to study. No, I, I mean, I spent a lot of time on the beanbags, but I wasn't going to say that in comps. That's, I, I used it to take naps in the sunroom. That's what I did. In real life, though. Yeah. Um, so, you didn't have to come back. You graduate. You get that great speech from Charlie Batch. And beautiful, end up, ends up being a beautiful day, even though I think you guys ended up in the gym. Yeah, we were in the gym, yep. But it ends up, like, it was kind of really crappy leading up to that day it was not good during the morning no. and by the time you guys walked out it was clear skies and, but so what's megan doing now megan megan is actually working in foster care right now oh uh, where um up in pittsburgh uh -huh. allegheny county 
Um, I get to work with kids ages one day to 21 years of age. Stressful. It's, it can be definitely stressful. You get called a lot of names. Um, I'm sure. By, mostly by bio parents. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> They're probably not happy with you, you know, no. unfortunately. I mean, that's the that's the nature of the beast. Yeah, and I always have to explain to them, like, I didn't take your kid away. I'm just here to make sure they're safe. <laughs> I'm just, look, I'm, I'm getting a paycheck just like you are. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, Maybe. I, hey, I'm trying to be nice here. You know, this is a new me. Maybe not. I don't know. That's not for me to decide. You're the you're the professional. Yeah, but it's just um, I enjoy it a lot. Like mm -hmm. I love I love my job. I love the kids that I work with. I love the people that I work with, which is I think a huge thing in finding a job that you want to stay in mm -hmm. is liking your coworkers. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and liking your job. I yeah. Mean, you you enjoy what you're doing. Yes, very much. Um, is it something? Is it a long term? I mean, do you have any plans on leaving immediately, mm -hmm. or is this a I'm probably going to be there for for a while. Mm -hmm. um, luckily, the place that I'm working for, um, Presley Ridge, will pay for my master's because um, I've not gotten that yet. I've just kind of been flip-flopping through jobs. Um, so they'll pay for my entire master's as long as I give them two years afterward. So I'm like, why hey. not? <laughs> um, uh, so with with that, you know, you're, you're working for Presley. So you're dealing with, like, Stowe Rock School District. And so it was, the company deals with like they're in you're in school you're in housing you're in yeah I don't so I don't go like I've only been to like a couple of schools okay they're mainly for like my autistic kids because mm -hmm. I have to go to, like IEP meetings and things of like that but yep I have a lot of kids that are school aged um, most of my kiddos right now are like from a day to five years old so okay. I'm not really like not in the school as yeah. much as you're um, so. Without violating any of rules of your job, what is a what what for you? What's a house visit or a day like a day in your job? Um, so a day in my job. So we'll just do a day of like home visits. Yeah. So I'm traveling a lot around PA, mm -hmm. um, anywhere from like the Pittsburgh area to Cranberry. Mm -hmm. um, I have foster homes everywhere. So I'm traveling to the homes. I go into the homes. Um, so I'm very um informal with my home visits i'm not sitting here like tell me what's going on i'm like playing with the kids like we're running outside i'm asking them questions like how are you guys doing talking to the foster parents making sure they feel supported um if the kids are old enough to tell me like making sure that they're safe mm -hmm. and there's not anything sketchy going on in the foster home um which is a blessing because a lot of my foster parents are amazing and they're in it like not for the paycheck like some like they're see. there because they they genuinely want to see this child yes. succeed. Yep. D despite the fact if it's like succeeding in their home or succeeding with their parents. Yeah. So um, I'm very blessed in that aspect. But yep. So that's a typical day. It's just me playing with kids. So <laughs> and then you know you've talked about you're in court as well. So mm -hmm. let's go through a day of that. So oh, so before before all this. Well, we're gonna get to the, we'll get to that because I want to know how that affected you as well. Um, so my typical day in court is waking up at seven thirty, getting dressed, making sure I look halfway presentable to go into a court hearing, sitting in court typically from eight o'clock until maybe five o'clock at night, waiting to go into the courthouse, like going into the courtroom. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of like reporting. You hear a lot of back and forth between the attorneys. Um, you have like the CYF caseworker. 
of us there. There's a lot of like crazy. There's a lot of added. Mm-hmm. And then move, there's a lot of moving parts. Yes. The right. And um, so you have like parents um, like talking over people. And sometimes like the court hearings go super smooth. And sometimes you have parents that are like yelling at the judge. And and like as a professional in that case, you like literally have to sit there stone faced. Mm-hmm. You can't. Cause, no like, emotion. You're... Me, I'm like sitting here and I'm like. And I like, I want to laugh so mm-hmm. bad. I want to like say something. Because I'm sure there's the comical side of, I mean, it's oh, an yeah. unfortunate situation, but I'm sure being in a courtroom yeah. where, where when you're dealing with kids and some of the excuses I'm sure you hear. And well, even. Why, why was, why was your kid outside with, with a diaper on and no clothes in the middle of Pittsburgh winter? Yeah. Well, he ran outside. <laughs> How did he run outside? Yeah. Well, and you even like sometimes you even have the little kids with you mm-hmm. so like i have them sitting in my lap and then they're like trying to run Get back here, go here. <laughs> like you can't yell at them in the middle of a court hearing so no like... <laughs> no i imagine that would, that would probably get you in a little bit of trouble yeah um so let's go now you're in well we just finished the year 2020 mm-hmm. i was told there's this is part two of 2020 or the real 2020 yeah Depends on who you talk. Mandela effect and stuff. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, all that craziness. But yeah. <laughs> uh, so what was, you know, March to now, because really March was when everything really kicked up yes. here in America. What was March to now for you? Because obviously you can't go into a home when... Well, we're still doing oh, that. So okay. um, we're still doing that aspect of things. So March... We were still trying to figure out like what we were doing so we were kind of like business as usual mm-hmm. um as most I mean, people probably were yeah i mean like given i was i still went out for saint patty's day in pittsburgh like this the first time i was like living there and i'm not gonna miss saint patty's day in pittsburgh um so we did that and then like the worst work aspect we started working from home mm-hmm. so like i have my computer set up at home we're still going out and seeing the kiddos in person um, just once a month instead of twice a month because I have to go out two times. Okay. Um, we're doing like we're transitioning into Zoom calls and all of that. Got really good with Zoom, huh? Oh yeah, you have to. <laughs> I have not yet. We're working. On uh, it. It's just it was a lot of relearning things and trying to figure out how we could work being outside of the office because mm-hmm. there was only a certain amount of people that were allowed in the office. So like. You had to schedule time to go in. You had to schedule, so it was um, it was a lot. But we're it was managing. like Dan in a sorority and trying to do laundry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right on a schedule. Damn short. You better not be in my time slot. <laughs> and if you miss your time slot, you're out. Sorry, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> you <yeah>. lost. <laughs> yeah. It all comes full circle in yeah. this show. It definitely made it a lot easier, though, um, just because I'm not driving as much. So I don't have to go into the office every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm doing, doing a lot of work from home. So the only time I really travel is I have to go see when you kids. Go to the kids. When you go to see the kids, which is, I mean, minus some of the bad weather that you're going to have to deal with, especially going up towards the Cranberry area. You're, you're, as you get closer to that I-80 corridor, you just... <laughs> <laughs> basically from November to March, you shouldn't go anywhere near the I-80 corridor <laughs> unless you have to, because it's going to snow. Yeah, and, like, and a lot. It's not just like snow. Oh, here's some snow. No, it's buckets. See, but the good aspect of that is if my parents are like, "Megan, it's really bad up here. Let's do a Zoom call." So, <laughs> well, that's it, that. So it sounds like you have a very good relationship with at least the foster parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and typically, I do get like a good relationship with the bio parents too, depending on their 
the situation. Yeah, pretty much. Um, like I still have like there's still some bio parents that have like been reunited. Mm -hmm. and they'll still reach out to me and be like, hey, like everything's doing great. They'll send me pictures. So um, you get updates yeah. on on former cases and mm -hmm. such. It's it's good to have like that relationship. So I gotta ask you. You know, I've had Danny Bishop. I've had Dre on the show. Um, we didn't really get into what Dre's caseload is, but Danny, I had talked to him because I, I talked to Danny a lot. Yeah. Um, how much overloaded have I mean, are you dealing with the same type of that's going on in, in the social work profession where a lot of people are overworked? And yes. It's just an over, you have an overabundance of cases. There's no way as a single person you could a, a kind of achieve. Is that happening to you as well? It happens um, more often than not. Okay. Um, my caseload fluctuates a lot. Like with Danny, mm -hmm. I do not get nearly as many kids as he does. Oh. <laughs> um, the guy had sixty-five cases at one point, and, he, and and that was that he had to go see them all yeah. in a week. Oh yeah, great expense check though, from what I was told. Oh yeah, so like I have, I do not nearly have as many because we get a portion. Yeah. So like we get a half like of what he gets because he has everybody. all of the county, yeah. and you guys have there's multiple we just there's multiple have, people too. So. Yes. So like my caseload fluctuates. Um, the highest my caseload has been has been thirteen. Okay. Um, and our caseload are typically supposed to be eight to eight to ten. Okay. So like it has. So you're not gone, over over, but not, you're you're over what what it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's a lot. I guess like according to my supervisor, it's a lot for us to have okay. to. Okay. No, is that, and that's everybody. I mean, it's not just you. Everybody is <laughs> oh, yeah. over what the average is supposed to be. Yep. Typically, okay. like we'll get like surges of kids coming in and then we'll get surges of like adoptions so i get to go through like the adoption process with the foster parents if now are you there let's say um child's born because you've said a day old yeah so the child's born are you already working with that process before yes so i personally am not um okay. but my supervisor so typically when a kid's removed um we have like sight of it. So if um, say we have a child removed and they're in care and bio mom is having another kid, it's on CYF's radar. CYF will then like inform parents like, listen, when this baby is born and it's able to be released, we're going to remove it and place it into a foster home. For the time being, there's opportunity, but then it becomes a court problem, right? Yes. So then we like the child's removed, placed into a foster home. Then we go into like a shelter court hearing when the judge says no, the baby can be returned or the baby needs to stay in foster care until um, we can get mother on the right track or father mm -hmm. on the right track. So um, it's just a whole craziness. So yeah, and I can imagine that's got to be more of the emotional side. I mean, obviously oh, yeah. all all kids from the from day one to, to you said five years old. Oh yeah. But that first initial one, like the younger they are, it's got to be more. Yeah, and you definitely have to be sympathetic and with the parents like typically like once we get the kid I have to call the parents and I'm like hey guys like I'm Megan like I try to introduce myself I try to like explain what I'm there for um some parents are very super willing to talk to me and other parents are on the other end and they're like yeah. <laughs> get, I, I, you get called a lot I, of names. There was a finger <laughs> that was getting ready, but I, I stopped myself. Um, yeah. All right, so let's let's go a little bit more. I, I'm going to try something new this week with you. Okay. Uh, give a description of Bubba's in two sentences or less. <laughs> Your two, time. Two sentences or less? Yep. Um, 
This isn't Jeopardy, though. There's a, there is a real time limit. Like, I, mean, I, I don't know. This is hard. I guess, like... Well, you would have had to remember Bubba's first. I, yes. So you know what the inside looks like. Yes. Okay. You had drinks I, there. Yeah. You had lots fun of, there. Lots of drinks. Lots Did of she fun. look at that? That was <laughs> None of those were sentences. They were fragments. <laughs> you could take those put them into a sentence. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's no Bubba's now. Is what it is. I guess, I mean, I guess I would say, like, if I had to, lots of drinks, lots of fun. I mean... You go along with it. That is two sentences. Yeah, two fragments. You, you go into Bubba's and you're gonna see somebody that you know, and you're gonna. <laughs> well, that's around. <laughs> all right. Well, that's everywhere you go in Bethany. True. Now you only can go one place, but uh, we're gonna get to him in a minute. But I have one more question for you to wrap all this up. Uh, why Bethany? Why? If you were talking to somebody right now that was interested in a school, why should they come to Bethany? Um. I don't know. I just had a great sense of like family here. Um, you get close with your professors. You get close with professors that aren't your professors. Mm -hmm. um, you get close with the fraternities, the sororities, despite if you're in a house or not. Um, it's just, it's it's a family. I just it's think a different it's, place. Yeah. Well, and from our family of Bethany to the, the, probably the first family of Bethany, Chambers, Chambers General Store, Harry, Oh, wait, I should probably thank you. Hey, thanks for being on the show. Appreciate you. Really appreciate you being here. You know? No, but for real, I really do appreciate you stopping down. Um, oh, happy belated birthday. Because thank when you. this comes out, it'll be a week after your birthday. Yes. So, yeah. Hey, happy birthday. Thanks. Uh, Harry Chambers. Chambers General Store. If, you have, if you've been to Bethany and you haven't stopped there, then you didn't actually come to Bethany. Yeah. Uh, breakfast sandwiches, dollar sandwiches, original dollar menu, 1917. <clears throat> uh Biscuits and gravy, weekly specials, well, daily specials, daily soup specials throughout the winter, uh, fish Friday on the first Friday of every month, and every week in Lent. But without, oh, and the t-shirts. Make sure you stop in and buy a t-shirt. They're $10 a pop. It's There's a red shirt that says Chambers General Store on the back that says if they don't have it, you don't need it. And the other one, Shroom Capital of the World. It's the second run of them. Uh, $10, all you got to do is ask the lady at the front register, and she will get you a shirt. But without further ado, Harry Chambers, take it away. You've just watched another exciting episode of Dingo Talk, recorded in the secret lair deep in the hills of Bethany, West Virginia. Let me give a shout-out to my man Don over at Maple Shade Outdoor. He got some great, he's got some great stuff going on over there on YouTube and Instagram. Please make sure you check him out. Also, now available as promised, we have the second edition Bethany, West Virginia, Mushroom Capital of the World t-shirts, and our Chambers General Store, if we don't have it, you don't need it t-shirts, available in all sizes. So make sure you stop by the store for a t-shirt, breakfast sandwich, or sausage biscuits and gravy, and make sure to check out those daily lunch specials. Now back to you, Dingo. You want to know by now.